With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. The fellas are out doing, I don't know what they're doing, but this is the slide hour baby, slide over baby hour. <laughs> and now they're I, banging each other. I, listen, I got this is my first slide over baby hour in a while. So, oh. so Alex is slowly getting me in the mood, but I am Aaron Torres. He is George Reister. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, George. You put your Theo from 92.3 to beat voice yeah. on, Yeah. This is... This is Late Nights. Late Nights with Aaron and George on Fox Sports Radio. Huge boner. Oh, okay. If, I, I guess we could just say anything at this point, huh? If, uh, yeah, yeah, things are getting sexy around here. Well, you, you did mention earlier that Mike Harmon was your first, so uh, so that was that was kind of interesting. You were talking oh. about your, your, no, just, just your first co-hosting experience. But, Correct. Uh, but, yeah, this is the slide over baby hour. 
Uh, and someone who I don't think is enjoying this hour very much is Paul George. That was literally the worst transition ever, by the way. I was, try- <laughs> I was trying to think of cr- a way to creatively say, oh, uh, no, he's not going to enjoy this hour or something incorporating something, and it just didn't work. So, all right, so it was game three of Lakers – Clipper, or excuse me, of Clippers Mavs tonight. Four games in total. That was the final one. Clippers 130, Dallas 122. And for people who did not see the game, Luka Doncic did leave the game in the third quarter with an ankle injury. He will get an MRI tomorrow. He says he's fine. But the Clippers did have the game largely in control, even when he went out. So it was a solid win for the Clippers. But as George and I have been discussing really throughout the night, uh, another disappointing effort for Paul George, who, as George referenced, um, we're no, not, no longer even calling him Playoff P. We're calling him Pandemic P, according to social media, as George brought up a few minutes ago. So, George, I, I think the story tonight is Clippers win. They take control of the series. You seem confident that the Mavs can actually come back and win this series. But even independent of that, if we're talking about even surviving the Mavs, you got the Rockets, you got the Lakers. There's a lot of teams out there that can give the Clippers a challenge if the guy that is on this team to be the second superstar can't live up to that billing. Yeah, dude, because it, it takes a village to win a championship. Granted, like um, Kawhi Leonard can't win it all by himself. And you need that second guy. That You always have a guy who also steps up on a consistent basis. And then, uh, obviously, Lou Williams, Shamit, uh, Harold will have some big games along the way to assist. But if you don't have that second guy there to consistently do it, then you're going to drop some games. And I, it just seems like, to me, because uh, in Paul George's post-game press conference, he said, "Like th- this is the second time that I've heard him say it in the last two, in the just in the last two games that they played." He said that Kawhi Leonard is 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 our leader. We follow him. This and that, and it just seemed very. It, it didn't seem like a 1A, 1B kind of kind of deal. It was like he's a role player to, to Kawhi Leonard. And granted, Ka- Kawhi Leonard is one of the two or three best players in the NBA, two-time finals MVP, all of that. So maybe he is the leader on the team, but you would expect the second highest paid player on the team who people think is a – you know, a top player in the NBA that he would kind of have a little more, take a little more ownership of the team than what he's doing right now. Yeah, and if you think about some of these great teams over the last couple years, I mean, Steph Curry was the second best player on the Warriors, but he when when you needed him in crunch time. He was able to step up when KD, you know, didn't have the ball. Uh, Kyrie, say whatever you want. He made some huge shots for the Cavs in the year they won the championship. Let me play devil's advocate, though, there for a second, George, because I, I do agree with you. I think to me he sounds like – Paul George sounds like a guy who's happy to be along for the ride as if he's the 11th man off the bench and he's waving a towel when in reality – yeah, I mean, and seriously, in reality – No, no, you're right. I, I just thought that that was an interesting way to put it, but that – Really, that's exactly what I was trying to say. You said it even better than I said it. Well, but I was going to say, and and I'm not even necessarily defending him, but 
I will say, like, Anthony Davis had some pretty similar comments last night after the Lakers did get that win over the Blazers, and Anthony Davis, to his credit, did step up. Um, and, I, you know, I, so I don't know where I stand on it, and, and I do just think, I'm trying to find the quote really quick, but I think the broader thing is is that I do think that Paul George, we need more consistency out of him, as you said, and I think this is the most important part. You could talk about where does he fit in the hierarchy of this, that, the other thing. He is paid like a superstar, okay? The reason that Kawhi Leonard is with the Clippers right now is because he convinced Paul George to come with him. Paul George was his hand-picked running mate, and it does feel almost like, like I just said, like you said, that he's along for the ride, that he's enjoying the ride, that he's a spectator. It's like that old commercial. What was it? There's passengers and there are drivers. Drivers wanted. Yeah. Paul George is a passenger right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Paul George is going to need a driver. Like the, I mean, okay, so if you go on a long road trip, which is an NBA season to an NBA finals, you can't drive cross country all by yourself with nope. other people in, in the car. E- even if you drive the majority of the time, sometimes other people, y- y- you know, you need to rest. And let you me, need to stretch your legs, something. Let me jump in there really quick because I think there's a great example of this in recent history. Is Last year, a lot of people, myself included, Used the term Kawhi single-handedly led the Clippers or led the the Raptors to the championship. Well, now Kawhi's gone, and all of a sudden you realize, wait a second, now Fred Van Vliet's a lot better than we thought he was. Pas- and Pascal, yeah, Pascal Siakam, he's been up and down in the bubble, but that dude was fantastic this year. Kyle Lowry is a guy that's been good for eight, ten, twelve years now that he's been in the league, and so all of a sudden you look around, you say, wait a second, now that supporting cast with Kawhi, it wasn't Kawhi uh, single-handedly leading that team. That that was a pretty good team, and so I bring that up because last year I think we would have said the same thing about Kawhi. He's a driver. We need more people to step up along the way, and so Paul George is. Kind Kind of in that role right now, and I know it's only three games. I don't want to overreact, but this, we kind of got a history of this. Yeah, dude, he he essentially has to break his own curse at this point in time, and and I would and I would say that he has shown himself by his social media posts very thin skinned, which is very you know difficult to overcome because they will come you know trying to poke and prod at it to 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 make sure that they keep needling you because eventually this sort of thing wears on your confidence and if your confidence gets shaken that dude sometimes there's no coming back from that in a in in the short term you can come back from it in the long term, but in the short term, which is the the playoffs, you could find yourself in a bad spot. I just mentioned Anthony Davis a second ago, and Anthony Davis, uh, to his credit, did step up in game two. He did not have a game a good game one so kind of the opposite of Paul George Paul George effective in game one struggles game two game three Anthony Davis last night 31 points the Lakers win convincingly with the Lakers I know we're 24 hours removed and we're about a little under 24 hours till they take the court again against Portland did last night change any of the narrative with them for you because I think it's the same kind of question we've never seen Anthony Davis on this stage he's never had to play in the uh, quality of games that we are going to have to see see him play over these next two three four weeks uh did last night change anything for you in terms of the lakers or do you need to see more before you're ready to put them right up the top of the league 
No, I, it it just reinforced what we had seen all season was a fantastic defensive squad that has, you know, that that they can score when they when they need to. The only question about them is their their three-point shooting. That is literally the only question about them and if they can shoot the three ball well, they will win the championship. Like they they obviously aren't you know, the Warriors a, a, or any of these other teams that are phenomenal shooting shooting the three. But at the end of the day, you don't have to be phenomenal. You just have to be timely. Like, you need to hit shots when it's important for you to win a championship more than just knocking down, you know, like you're the Houston Rockets when they're on fire. Do you, So you, do you said earlier in the show you think the Lakers are going to win the championship, right? Yeah. What makes you so confident? Because to me... I still think, and they shot the ball much better last night, but I do still worry about that three-point shooting, man. And, like, to me, I still think Paul George, to go back to tonight's game, I think he has it in him to be that second guy. Whether he is, I don't know. But with the with the Lakers, I just don't know where they're going to get three-point shooting from. I know KCP can be better than he was in game one, but outside of him, maybe Kuzma, I, I just I don't see the guys around LeBron and even AD to a smaller degree uh, to, to, to beat these really good teams. Let me let me break it down to you in a break it down. Sport. You got you got a sport. you got a five point plan on this one too, or uh, no no okay. no? I'm, I'm just going to give you an example. So in football, they tell you that defense wins championships, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But the the teams with the best defenses don't always win. It, it, it's actually it's not just defense wins championships; it's timely defense. Because if you look at the uh, at the um, Kansas City Chiefs last year. They were not a good defensive team, especially in the beginning of the year. But as the season went on, they became a pretty good defensive team. And during during the playoffs, they had they got timely stops. It wasn't so much like they could just go out there and stonewall people. It, it, it was the fact that they were able to, I mean, even look at their game against the, uh, against Houston, I think it was. They were down big time, and, and then they then the offense was able to rally. They were able to get timely stops, not just stops all the time, which which results in championships. Timely, not just defense. It's ironic because they had some timely offense there at the end of the Super Bowl when uh, the the defense was playing really well and the offense was sputtering. He's George Reister. I'm Aaron Torres. We're filling in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. This segment brought to you by DraftKings. Sure, the regular season is fun, and all but one thing can compare. To, only one thing can compare to the excitement of the playoffs, and this that is DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Both basketball and hockey have entered their respective playoffs, and DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action. With millions in prizes throughout the week, there is no better place to make it rain. Start playing for free with your first deposit today. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy sports are easy to play. Just draft your players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points based off of your player's performance. There's no better way to put your sports knowledge to the test than to compete for millions of dollars in prizes throughout the week. But if Daily Fantasy isn't for you, DraftKings just launched the best ball contest for football season. If you aren't familiar with best ball, simply head to the app right now and check it out. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code JS, like Jason Smith, JS, to play free with your first deposit. 
compete for millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week. That's promo code JS to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes all week long. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. A lot of NBA today. College football. There were protests in the streets He's George Reister. I'm Aaron Torres. We're filling in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. The fellas are out. George Reister, Aaron Torres. This is the slide over baby hour. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I hope you, you're with that special someone tonight. <laughs> you like that? I hope uh, I hope everyone is curled up by the fire. It's 110 degrees in L.A., but you know what? You, you don't need to be curled up by the, by the fire. You just need to just step outside for about a little bit, and you will begin yourself nice and sweaty, buddy. Silent. Oh, there, there's a lot of sweat going on in the slide-over baby hour. Let me tell you, uh, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of getting worked up, how about those Big Ten parents today, George Reister? Oh, see, that was a better transition. Last time I tried to go from something to Paul George's playoff failures today. I go from the discomfort of uh, whatever I was just talking about to the Big Ten parents. Listen, I'll say this. First of all, I actually talked to Sean Wade's uh, father today. Sean Wade is the defensive back at uh, Ohio State. His father, Randy, organized this. I give the, the father credit because it's clear that these kids want to play. For people who don't know, Sean Wade is a defensive back that will go in the first round. He doesn't need college football. He wants to play. Uh, but I can see both sides where I do think that it loses a little bit of its luster when you show up to the offices. There's 10, 12, 15 parents there. Uh, what do you think of the uh, the protest today? First thing is there was more media members there covering that it was than the there rumor, were parents yeah. who showed up. That's that that's that was the rumor. But you know what? Parents are working. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's a busy time. Okay, so I applaud the parents for wanting to. You know, like as a as a parent myself, if I feel like that my kid is being wronged in any way or I or even I have questions, I am going to go get answers. So I'm not mad at the parents for wanting answers in any way. I think that that is a good thing because the Big Ten screwed up initially by how they handled this. Because there was not transparency. They did not just lay out all the reasons why they canceled the season, which the Pac-12 did. They laid out their plan. They laid out the reasons why they made a medical expert available. They chose and the Big Ten chose not to do that, which created a problem because like we like we talked about with the with the tweets with me and you, when there's an absence of knowledge or an absence of information, people fill in gaps. So you cannot allow people to fill in gaps with information and control the narrative that you have to be able to control because people were going to be upset about this. And Ke- Kevin Warren and the Big Ten, they did not. And I thought that there was an uh, another issue at, at at play. I I'm a person. I tend to stay away from like like racial things, especially unless that they are just truly just staring you in the face. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I do believe that 
Kevin Warren being a black man in charge of the Big Ten, that most of those parents who showed up, that pro- probably all the parents who, who who showed up, that they genuinely wanted answers as related to their 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 kid. But there is a that there are people who I do believe had that that they do have a little bit of a problem with the fact that a, that a black man is in charge of the Big Ten. And also the fact that he's now telling them that they can't play football. I think that that is a small amount, but I do think that that has influenced some of the pushback with the Big Ten as well. Well, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, and you know, I want to be careful how I say it. I don't want to offend anybody, but doesn't it almost feel like Kevin Warren, whether he is African-American, black, or whatever, I mean, he's a puppet for, let's be honest, a lot of white administrators – uh, in the Big Ten, I mean, is that unreasonable? He's the me? shield. That's he, what yeah, 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 yeah. He is the shield. I mean, but but that's also like Roger Goodell is the shield for the true, true, true. for the NFL. the 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 problem is is that when the that sometimes whoever the shield is. That they get the uh, the uh, shield is what takes all the shots and deflects all the bullets and and, def- and deflects all of that and they and they stand in the way of you know of the people who don't really want to take all that and and I think that Kevin Warren is taking additional shots because of that. That's my point. No, I mean I think it's fair, um, and I I do listen. I I sympathize with the parents because. I think that the it, it all goes back to what you said uh, to lead off this segment, which is that the Big Ten just hasn't been transparent. Um, and you can say whatever you want about Kevin Warren. I didn't. I wasn't very impressed by that statement that he released. I don't believe that it really said anything. I thought it was interesting, by the way, that the parents in their demands said we want an answer by August nineteenth, and he waited until the last minute on August nineteenth to do it. Uh, that was a little bit of lawyer in him, I think. <laughs> uh, I do, and so you know, I. I I don't. I, I just think the frustration with parents, and again, I actually talked to Randy Wade this morning, uh, the the father of Sean Wade, the guy who kind of organized this whole thing. Um, I think their frustration is exactly what you said, George. Say what you want about the Pac-12. I have been a defender of the Pac-12 because, like you said. They put out all the information they had. They put it out in a document. They just said, whether you like us, whether you hate us, this is what our decision was based off of. But the Big Ten, and we talked about it earlier in the show, but when you have 12 or 14 uh, uh, schools with kids on campus, when you have the kids still coming to the facility to work out, there are so many variables at play here that just makes the Big Ten look bad. Yeah, dude. And and the more and more and, and it's weird because the more and more of their campuses that that close, it kind of validates their decision. So it almost feels like a little bit that they have a vested interest in the season not happening now. But so it and like where 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 people would uh, say, oh, they're rooting for the virus, they're rooting for uh, this. I do think that the Big Ten, even though that Kevin Kevin Warren in his statement said he he basically said I said what I said, and we're we're not revisiting this. I do think that it would provide even more cover for him and the way that the Big Ten handled it if. The other conferences cancel as well. 
I got a lot more thoughts on this. We will get to them momentarily. But uh, for people who do not know, he is George Reister. I am Aaron Torres. We're filling in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. I've been waiting all night to say that one. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Fellas out tonight, I'm Aaron Torres, he's George Reister, and we were just talking about the Big Ten. I want to switch gears a little bit to the SEC, George, because I have this theory, curious for your thoughts. I think the SEC almost now, I believe they are essentially in a no-lose situation. Because if they pull off football, they're heroes, people love them, certainly people in that region of the country love them. But I also think if it gets scary, if there are reasons that we cannot play college football, and we all know what those reasons would be, campuses, too many campuses shut down, too many outbreaks on campus, too many outbreaks in certain regions of the country, um, I still think they get credit for at least trying. And that has been one of my issues with the Big Ten, not that the decision was made, but how early in the process it was made, uh, frankly, without any padded practices, nothing to justify proof that it isn't safe to play. You think I'm crazy for saying that the SEC at this point is kind of on a free roll no matter what happens? No, I I believe that they're on a free roll because they weren't the first to do it. So there's going to be less criticism of of them and people are going to say, "Well, well you tried your best." So I just I just am of the opinion that that these that just continuing to kick the can down the street so so far is not necessarily the best option i get that like it's it's almost like there has to be a drop dead date for the uh, season because like trying to keep like er, er, everybody's focused on can you play can you play can you play as opposed to looking at the mental uh, the like the the mental strain on the players that this takes because the coaches have to keep their their kids engaged and and focused on doing doing quote unquote what the the right things are and making sure that they protect all the money for the adults involved and and to to make college football happen so like keeping them engaged that's a difficult job in and of itself so. So at at some point you need those six weeks. You need those six weeks for the players to be able to practice, to be able to do all of this, and it, it just wasn't going to happen in the Big Ten because schools were getting ready to open, and that's the thing. I mean, we're we're seeing in the ACC, uh, uh, UNC, North Carolina had to go to online classes. We have seen it at Notre Dame has had to shut down. Michigan State going to on, uh, online classes. Um, Alabama twenty nine percent positivity rate on campus it these things are going to happen and the big 10 just knew it was going to going to happen so it just didn't like there was just no point in continuing to press forward at that point in time and now you just and by pushing it back now you can actually instead of being on the no plan plan like you were last time you can spend all this time investing in a investing in ways to make it happen in the spring. Cause I, I think that that was the biggest crime of this whole thing. It's not that schools aren't trying. It's the fact that they didn't spend enough time being thoughtful about, about 
and dealing with the the idea that things could go left in the fall and they didn't they did not do that which is the problem no I don't disagree and we talk, we've talked about it throughout the show but that is the biggest problem with all of college football was that um, listen and part of it I don't really blame them listen we all had a, a time in uh, the middle of the spring late spring early summer June into July all the numbers are going down everything's trending in the right direction and I do think the decision makers kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit like okay this is all trending in the right direction this is all going to be good um, you seem more confident than me that spring football can work. I just think, uh, one, look, it's obviously two different conversations. If the SEC, ACC, Big 12 play, it's a completely different conversation than if they don't play. But obviously the Big 10 at this point, you hate to say it, but they're kind of rooting against the Big 12, SEC, and ACC right now. But if those conferences do go forward, if – we, we know there's going to be some hiccups. It's not going to be perfect. But if they get some semblance of a season off, they get to a 14 playoff, they crown a national champion, why are you so confident that this Big Ten spring schedule is going to be something that is a positive? Okay. Is they, all, the, all the people that were saying, oh, you guys are rooting for the virus, you guys are rooting for – you guys just – have no positivity those are the same people who are saying spring football can't happen who are having no positivity about that I find that a little bit ironic because if you actually spend this time putting a plan together you can plan for a spring season and a fall season which which the which the other sports have proven that modifying their their schedule was an optimal scenario the NHL just scrapped their regular season went straight to a playoff the the NBA played 8 games going to and then went to the playoffs uh, Major League Baseball came up with a unique schedule, expanding the playoffs, all of that. College football can come up with a plan if they want a plan. So that's why I'm confident that spring football can happen because if you get people who are incentivized because clearly they are because they want the money, who are incentivized to make a spring season happen and to come up with good ideas, I guarantee you they will come up with ideas that will work. Yeah, it just still doesn't make sense to me, though. And you listen, we can argue if it's safe to play at all. That's a different conversation than we're just going to push back three months and then go forward with the season. And I understand what you're saying. There's better planning, all that stuff. But if the heart condition, which you alluded to earlier in the show, really is a concern, unless there is a vaccine that stops young me that stops everyone from getting this virus, that heart condition is still going to be there. Uh, well, sort of. In in the the uh, the uh, problem with the uh, heart condition is that there's inadequate testing which which would allow other people which would allow more people to become infected. So and in college there's obviously bigger issues with with kids being on campus. So if you can actually have better testing and, and contact tracing, then you're going to minimize the amount of cases. That that seems like the first thing. Which which then leads to players having access to um, echocardiograms, which is the heart ultrasound and not all conferences and schools are doing those, 
which should be mandatory because mind you, I have a 14 year old son who, who is an athlete. And when he turned on his 15th birthday, he's getting one of those. And, and it's not because he has been exposed to COVID or anything like that. The plan was already to get that done because there have been young, young men because five, uh, they said five to 20% of kids who, of young people who have sudden death. It's because of the myocarditis and you just don't know that it's there. So it has nothing to do with COVID. My son was already getting that uh, echocardiogram regardless, but this has only emphasized the the need for it in people who have been exposed to it, symptomatic and asymptomatic. It's interesting. It is interesting. Um, I Yeah, I just I think that it's just going to be such a fascinating conversation going forward. And I hate to say it, and we just alluded to it, the Big Ten's got to be rooting against the SEC and all them at this point, right? Because, uh, listen, I'm a believer, and I truly believe this, is if the SEC pulls this off, I think the Big Ten has dug themselves a hole in recruiting and in perception. No, dude. Uh, I've talked to enough coaches. Do do you realize that the Big Ten, I mean, granted, the SEC has won more national championships, but... The big, the biggest, most powerful conference is the Big Ten. There is no doubt about that. They make, they make the most money. They have the most ratings. They have the biggest, most rabid fan bases. There's a reason why Nebraska sells, sells out regardless of, uh, them being bad for the last however long. They, uh, Ohio State is the bell cow for college football. It's not Alabama. It's not anybody else. Ohio State is the money maker, period. So so the the, the Big Ten, that's not going to change. People, people may speculate that it's going to hurt them in recruiting, but it's not because it, as soon as they come back and come play, they are still the Big Ten, which, which generates the most money, the most interest, fan base, all of that. All I'll say is I've talked to a bunch of coaches over the last couple of weeks, and I, I do think there is real fear in the Big Ten that when they go into a recruit's house here over these next couple of years that they are going to have to do some explaining when an Ohio State is going up against an Alabama and LSU, a Clemson for a recruit. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Fellas are out. George Reister is in alongside myself, Aaron Torres. One last segment in the slide over baby hour. So much to still get to. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon out, Aaron Torres, George Reister in. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. This is a slide over baby hour. Jason and Mike are out, are out doing fantastic things. When a man. Jason is serenading his wife as we speak with the same very song. I'm Aaron Torres. George Reister joining me. Whatever Dude, Jason does in the first slide of over- all, first of all, I am protesting this song to begin with. Wow. So protesting. you're like the Ohio State parents? You're just protesting. You're just going to go in the streets with a picket sign. I am protesting because as good as the Michael 
uh, Bolton version is, you must play the Percy Sledge. Like oh, it man. has to be Percy Sledge. That's the that's the first thing. So that's my first beef, Mister Sir, Mister DJ Alex Tyson. See how it is, George. See, I'm just saying. See, I'm just gonna say this. Kind of got me in the mood. You know what else got me in the mood tonight? I'm a UConn fan. Kemba Walker, step back dagger. That is the Geico play of the day. Kemba moving to his left. Horford in front of him. Seven on the shot clock. Kemba stop and start. Shakes off Horford. 18 feet. Got it. Oh, boy. He got Al going the wrong way. Oh, Al. That Kemba Walker step back reminiscent of UConn gives the Celtics the win. Did you know that right now Geico is offering an extra 15% on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit geico.com to learn more. Now that the bills are paid, Aaron. Uh oh, okay. What when so <laughs> I I'm still beefing with Alex Teicher about the Percy <laughs> Sledge thing. But but uh first, Aaron, have you ever and you Alex ever really listened to the lyrics to When a Man Loves a Woman? I actually have. T- Dude, it is a brutal song. I mean it I mean it's it's but it's it's factually correct when when like he says that he'll turn his back on his best friend yes. for a good thing like all the this clear this was a prime example of somebody writing a song from personal experience because it is dead right. Dude, George, can I have, we both I've agree, though, like when friends. we were growing up, I did this myself when I had my ex. It's it's such a true thing. You give up everything for that moment in time and that love you're in. Yep. Well, yeah, dude, it is it is deep when it's a hill. He would sleep. Uh, he would sell everything and then sleep yes. outside if the rain in the rain. If she said that's how it ought to be. Well, and I'll tell you the exact opposite of this. I was at the gym back when gyms were open, probably about six months ago. Heard the song Genie in a Bottle for the first time in probably 15 years. Have you ever listened to the lyrics of that song? No. It is basically the exact opposite of what um, what you were just talking about. You were talking about true love, about romance. Uh, remember earlier in the show when you said Mike Harmon was your first uh, yeah. that's basically Christina Aguilera speaking about her first in song form. Uh, if you if you go back and listen to the lyrics. So it, that's what made me think of it was I just heard the lyrics to that song and I was jamming out to it at the gym and I was feeling good and I was like, oh my God, this song's a little freaky. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, wow. I just looked up the lyrics. You are right, sir. It's incredible. Right. <laughs> it's incredible. I was, listen, I was 13 years old, jamming out, Christina versus Brittany. That, they were like the, the Laker Celtics of the, of the late, late 1990s. And that song is freaky. George, uh, real quick, biggest storyline of the night. Is it the Celtics up 3-0? Is it the Sixers down 3-0? Is it Paul George turning into pandemic P? What do you got for me? It's oh, dude! It's Paul George turning into pandemic P because anything that gives me like late night Twitter reading and laughs it is <laughs> I'm all in. And by the way, we did not come up with the term pandemic P. Uh, that was all of social media who is calling Paul George pandemic P after a three for fourteen night. The Clippers did win, but the uh, but the Mavs. Uh, but the Mavs, uh, the Clippers did win, but Paul George was not good. George, man, this was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. 
Yeah, dude, I enjoyed working with you, man. And uh, yeah, Alex Teicher, everybody. My dude, it was absolutely fantastic tonight. George, I got a gift for you, too. What's yeah. that? I'm going to go out with a song you wanted to hear. Oh. So as we go out, I do want to thank everybody. Uh, Steve DeSager. And Justin, too. Yeah, J- Justin and Steve, too. Yeah, thank you to Justin, our producer. Thank you to Nick, our co-producer. Thank you to Alex Teichert, our board up. Thank you to Steve DeSager, who absolutely put me on blast earlier in this show. Happy 20th <laughs> birthday to Fox. Follow George on Twitter at George Reister. Follow me on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. Jason and Mike back on Monday. Jonas Knox coming up next. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.